welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. So today we're going to be talking about when the holidays get hot. And what we're talking about is conflict. And that is really one of my favorite analogies when it comes to stressful situations and conflict is this idea of like temperature. And so a lot of times when I'm talking to families about family conflict, I'll talk about like, it's everybody's job to keep it cool and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And kind of this idea of like, there's a thermostat. And, you know, when you're sarcastic or when you're kind of biting or rude or accusatory, you just knock it up a couple of degrees. Or when you say, choose to not fight or not take the bait or keep yourself cool, you kind of knock it down a couple more degrees. And what I love about this is it doesn't require shame and blame. It's not like, Lucy, it's your fault. It's your response. It's like, it's all of us. Well, that's if we like go that shame and blame route, what does that tend to do to the temperature? It makes it real hot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Coming we in. talk about a fast hot. way to like crank it up. Right. Right. Blame and shame. Blame and shame. Uh-huh. So I love this idea of just kind of keeping it cool because then you don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to beat each other up. It's like, it's not Jamie's fault it's hot in here. It's not my fault it's hot in here. We can just both make it cooler. Yeah. And so I love this idea of trying to keep it cool. And so even when the holidays get hot, trying to keep it cool. So I'd love to start with a conversation about what do we mean by hot during the holidays? What have you guys seen, whether it's in your practices, in your own lives, what are the kinds of things that make holiday season hot? So I think one is is like internal, right? Like we're getting hot internal and I think of it as like overwhelmed, tapped out, exhausted, mm-hmm. overwhelmed at the end of your rope sort of a feeling like too much going on. And, and I think it can be like, oh my God, I'm going to like pass out or it can be this like frantic mm. kind of energy to it. Frenzied. But I think that's one way. Totally. Uh-huh. That totally. feels hot. So that's kind of like an internal heat wave yep. of just like you feeling overcommitted, overdone, overrun, that kind of thing. And sometimes that has like an interpersonal dynamic to it. Like, because all you assholes aren't like carrying your weight or like feeling like I have to do it all. Right. Resentment can lead to resentment. Uh Yeah. Coming in hot is more of the resentful anger, irritability, judgment, criticism. I'll pick your flavor Mm -hmm. of that. And that's how I'll experience that internally. And I agree with you, Lucy. Most of the time there's an interpersonal sort of component to that. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yes. And so for me, similar, irritable, kind of angry, and there's some anxiety that can make it super hot. And so instead of, I mean, sometimes it is you assholes aren't pulling your weight. I definitely have that. Also, it's like you assholes are like fucking things up. Like I have a plan. It's ABC. And I don't know why you decided to go XYZ on me, but we need to stick to the plan. Like, this is the plan. And I didn't tell you the plan, but you should know the plan. Yes. Anyway. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or I've told you the plan and the, your opinion as we're going through the plan could have been given to me days ago. Oh, my God. Like that, that is my favorite. You know, we were making this plan a month ago. That was the time I was available for feedback. Right. But right. now, no feedback. No, no. Right. I don't want to hear it. I know. We are on a runaway train. Get out of the way, damn it. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there definitely can be that way that I can come in hot. We can come in hot to the situation. What else? What other things make holiday? So when I think of the holidays getting hot too, I think that there's a lot of family and interpersonal dynamics that can be hard for people. And that's something I've marveled at over the years. I'm like, this is kind of interesting. So there's, and there's some people who love their families and enjoy spending time with them. 
There are also some people who really don't like their families much at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to me that we have this limited like time off and we have these special occasions and that we either choose to or feel like we should spend it time with people who we don't like or who make us mad or who it's just potentially toxic or unpleasant. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting, but I think all that can make it really hot. And with there's people like this I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. John and I were talking, we were some family vacation with his family and somehow the way the rooms worked out, I I don't know what happened, but there were people in the same room that did not live in the same house. And John was like, you know, that's the rule is if we live in the same house, we can share the same living space. But if we don't, it's going to get hard. Like if I'm not used to sharing living space with you, like sharing living space with you when I'm tired and exhausted, maybe a little drunk and hungry or overstuffed, like why is that going to go? Well, it's it's probably not. And so I, I but there is, I think, a lot of time without a town company. There are people that are not used to living together, having to live together and be and navigate together, whether it's meal times or sleep and wake times or whatever it is, just trying to navigate living together that don't usually do that. Well, and I think too, like also differences and rituals and how you do the holidays yeah. too, like can cause conflict. Oh, I serve, we need to have mashed potatoes because we always have mashed potatoes with our main meal. Whereas, you know, with my family, we always do stuffing or dressing mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, and it can just be really simple things like that where you like get kind of grumbly, mm-hmm. you know, about it, about differences. And it's not like one is more righteous or correct, you know, than the other, but, but it can feel like it is. It, it does. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like what's wrong with you? Mashed potatoes. That's so weird. You know, uh-huh. like, I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> there's small stuff like that can really sort of get intensified, mm-hmm. I think, around the holiday season mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anything else that you've noticed either in your practice or with your own lives that can make holidays hotter? I think togetherness, that kind of forced family fun can, yeah. can make it like that there's this expectation. And maybe to your point, everybody has a different expectation. Like my yeah. expectations, mashed potatoes, your expectations, stuffing. So somebody's going to be disappointed. And that that can kind of heat things up. I wonder too, I think that there's this thread and I haven't thought much about it, but as kids get older and become either teenagers or like Mm -hmm. young adults, I mean, I think that might be some heat too. Like you want them to come to these, do what they've always done. They maybe Mm -hmm. are back in town and want to spend time with their friends, which I think can create a little bit of conflict and tension and and disappointment. Because I think underneath some of the hot sometimes is it's like some softer feelings, yeah. right? The like sadness, the disappointment, the hurt, maybe like yeah. feeling a little more tender and vulnerable. For sure. Yeah. Or like grief, you know, a little bit, yeah. of, you know, kids oh, getting older. Sure. And I remember a few years ago, I got like all these matching Christmas PJs. We used to do that when they were little. And so I got some and I was the only one wearing it. And I was, it really kind of like hurt my feelings. Yeah, and so what did I do? Did. Like a grown up, I went and sulked in my bed, of you know? Like, I mean, yeah, that was really helpful to the situation. But and now, as they've gotten older, it's, you know, people wear what they want to wear. It's not that big of a deal. And I have the memories from when they were little and cute and Mm -hmm. I could control every single piece of clothing that they Uh were wearing. Not so much anymore. anymore. But we can be excited about that and it can be lovely and there can be some sadness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is, I mean, there, you mentioned grief. I think there is 
a lot of real grief that can right. be triggered by the holidays, whether it's because grief. that was pretend grief. About no, 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 the no. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like grief of like loss of yeah. time frame, like loss of people. I mean, there's exactly. a lot of that's a real yes. feeling yeah, that can be triggered, whether it's loss of these little kids that loved and believed in every piece of the magic of the season. And now they don't like that's a loss or loss of individuals that are they're not there. I mean, there's a lot of grief that can get triggered around the holidays. So instead of coming in hot, how do you keep yourself cool during the holidays? Because I think at the end of the day, we only have really control over ourselves. We can certainly set people up for success or failure. And we'll talk about that later. But talking about just us, how do you keep yourself cool? What are some things that you do to try to come back? So I think it's helpful. I think when it gets busy around the holidays and maybe we're out of our normal routine and environment, we can often let drop some of the practices that are grounding for us, right? So things like maybe we have like a movement practice or a meditation practice, or we go to like a certain yoga class, or we kind of connect with certain friends, you know, in in ways that feel good to us. That's right. And so I do think like, I don't think we have to be rigid with our routine, but like what are some practices that we can continue to like carve out time and space for to help keep us in like a good spot Mm -hmm. and to keep us cool, right? That's right. That's right. I love that. Trying to kind of make sure that we're as well resourced as possible. As I was kind of preparing for this, I was thinking that there are no martyrs listed in the 12 days of Christmas and there's no gold star for being one. (laughs) Not moving your body the whole Christmas season so that you can do 5,000 other things. Like nobody's going to give you a gold star for that. And so really recognizing how do you continue to show up as well resourced as possible. To your point, there may be just not availability of time or openings for the the things that you used to do, but to try to continue to do the things that are really important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that martyrdom and staying well resourced requires two really big skills, which is to set a boundary and say no, and then to ask for help when you need it. Mm-hmm. I think both of those things are two sides of the same coin. So totally needing to practice those, I think during the holiday season can be especially important. Let's talk about like, what would be some of the boundaries that people might want or need to set around the holidays? I can't go to the 15th mm-hmm. holiday party or whatever. Maybe I'm just, even the I'm second, not, maybe yeah. even the second. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. then, yeah. Or just, I'm really tired and wiped and thanks so much for the invitation. I'll have to catch you next year or we can catch up, you know, down the road or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. Totally. I'm thinking too, that yes, like setting a boundary and asking for help are definitely two sides. And I think one thing that maybe is even upstream from that is being honest with yourself. Yeah. And really being on like, for example, I was kind of thinking this, thinking about this, like some people love to have have everybody in the kitchen Some people really don't care to have people underfoot. And so if you really like trying to get rid of the shoulds, like even if you're like, well, it's the heart of the house and everybody should be welcome. If you really don't like people in your kitchen, Mm-hmm. Don't have them in your kitchen. Find another activity for them to do while you're cooking yep. or have people bring prepared dishes already. Like know yourself, know yeah. that that's something that drives you crazy and set a boundary so that you can keep yourself cool in that, in yep. that situation. I think other boundaries might be around alcohol. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. people can be a little loosening up to like take a glass of wine or two and that's fine. Some people are like, I feel crappy when I drink and I feel crappy the next day. Know yourself and set that boundary for yourself. I mean, other things, like if you really don't sleep well away from home or like I know when when Wes was little, it was like Wes would not sleep if there was not a door between us 
and Wes. That was just going to not be a possible. So we had to stay in a hotel so that we could have sleep. And so kind of just knowing that and trying to kind of step out of the shows just for a bit for long enough to say like, no, I really know that this is going to make me hot. And that if I can plan ahead, I can keep myself cool. Any other things like that that you guys know about yourself or you've heard people say they're like, oh, yeah, that's actually really an important boundary. I mean, I think boundaries in terms of time spent, right? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. we're only going at we'll come at this time. We're going to leave by this time. Uh Right. Or whether or not you're going to stay the night someplace versus kind of like you were saying, getting your own space places, Boundaries maybe around conversations here. True. Things we're maybe not going to talk about, right? Uh, Or we're going to steer it away from or Mm -hmm. just say no thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. Or boundaries around like expectations of like gift giving, you know, like, all right, we're just going to do gifts for the the kids this year and we'll just enjoy our time together as adults, you know, rather than expectation or whatever of like every single person gets a gift, you Mm -hmm. know, or whatever. So, you know, kind of putting some parameters around that I think can be really helpful. Yeah. So kind mm-hmm. of looking for those pain points and this is going to come out really just right before Christmas. And so there may be still some pain points that you can see ahead, but it also may be like almost doing a little debriefing after the holiday season of what went well and what could I maybe know going forward that I need to streamline. I need to watch this or be aware that this kind of got under my skin and I could set myself up for more success next time. Love that. I think that really just giving yourself as much time and space as you can to kind of tune back into yourself, that's going to help you make those decisions about the the next right thing, whether it's a boundary to set or or whatever. And that there's not a a wrong way to do any of this, right? It's just a matter of being, as we said a million times now, like tuned in and connected. That's right. So I think giving yourself some time for that. So whether it's time for rest, for movement, just even acknowledging the ways that you need to eat or drink or move to take care of yourself, really trying this basic needs, rest, movement, mm-hmm. food, <laughs> like really trying to attend to those so that you have yourself as set up for success as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about, did you remember that old line? Like only you can prevent forest fires. Do you remember oh. that? Smoky the bear? <laughs> Smoky the bear. So I was kind of thinking that was making me chuckle. Like only you can prevent forest fires and like only you can keep yourself cool. Like that's an inside job. But there are things that we can do to set people up for success around us. So that's mm-hmm. what I'd love to talk about next is like, how what can we do to kind of keep it cool around us? One thing I, I was thinking about is like just freedom from unnecessary expectations. So that can be for yourself. And that certainly applies to other people. And you kind of mentioned the expectation that older kids are going to want to be home all the time, 24-7. That's going to set us up, all of us up for disappointment. Yeah. Um, what other things do you guys think of that you can do to set people up for success to kind of try to contribute to the general coolness of the environment? I mean, I think maybe making time for listening. Does that make Mm. sense? Right. And so like, I mean, I think it's tough because I don't think everything needs to be a decision by jury because that can be like hard, but I think also checking in with people like, Hey, how are y'all feeling about this this year? Right. And so I think, especially with some of those Mm -hmm. traditions that we kind of go on autopilot, how often do we allow ourselves to revisit? Like what's working for us? What's not working for us? Can we get some feedback around Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. and know that we can change plans? Yeah. Right. So I think being willing to kind of collaborate, looking for feedback, some flexibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's uh-huh. what I was going to say. I think that's a great question to sort of ask yourself, where can I be flexible around X, you know, fill in the space, you know, whatever it is. Does it have to be this particular way or where can I adjust? Where can I be a little bit more flexible about things? Mm-hmm. 
And then I, I think it's it's giving the people around you space to do all of the things we talked about doing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So giving our kids, especially time for rest and play and enjoyment and really all of the people around us, giving them time. I'm, I'm an overscheduler. A lot of times when I'm stressed about things, I like try to schedule and then schedule and then schedule one more other thing. And I know that that works to manage my own anxiety about how things are going to go, but that probably makes people around me feel like they're on a bit of a slog. And so kind of to your point, like checking in, Hey, you know, we were going to do this tomorrow. Is that and having some flexibility? Does that still sound like fun? We can be flexible, not having to have so much yeah. packed in, I think can be really helpful. And I think along those lines too, it's for those of us who might run towards over control, like how do we stop controlling? Like that's an internal thing, but like mm-hmm. how do we let people have their own wants and needs mm-hmm. and feelings without having to like take responsibility for all of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel resentful if I feel like I have to do everything for everyone, but like, you know, like letting my kids be in charge of getting the gifts that they want to get for yeah. other people. And if they don't mm-hmm. get any, then like, Okay. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. letting yep. people be in charge of their own lives. Yeah, yep. exactly. I love that. And then I, I think absolutely we've mentioned walking away from or stopping unhelpful conversations. And I think some of those boundaries can be helpful to be stated of like, I'm really going to try to get to bed on time, like by 10 tonight or whatever. I think some of those can just be like internally known of like, okay, if this conversation comes up, I think about like politics is usually a conversation that can come up that can be unhelpful that we, that you can kind of just know for yourself. I'm just going to try to gently steer away or maybe even walk away if I really need to get away. So kind of doing that. And then I think too, just this idea of avoiding the suffering Olympics. I think sometimes we are, we can get kind of in this, or I can get in this headspace where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. I'm so resentful. I'm so tired. And then somebody, oh my gosh. And and just kind of that can put a damper on the delightful mindset, you know? And so trying to kind of keep things. Because that negativity can really be contagious. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Right. And so this kind of playing around with this idea about how do we step out of it or like if everyone is kind of complaining and negative, like, do we have to get on the bandwagon? What can we do instead? That's right. right. That's right. Exactly. Because all of that complaining negativity, I mean, makes it hot. And, mm-hmm. and so if we can, I read this great quote, I forget who it was by, but it was like, one of the ways to reduce human suffering is to reduce your own. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, yeah. One of the ways to keep it cool is to keep yourself cool. Yep. And if the complaining is making you frustrated, don't do it. You're a voice at the table. You can stop. Yep. And I think that that can be really impactful as well. So, yeah. So I think that, I think we'll wrap up there. Is there anything else you guys would like to add? Keeping it cool? Have a good holiday season. Have a wonderful holiday season. And we'll see you in the new year. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Subscribe to Inspiration from the Couch wherever you access your podcasts. We always welcome your feedback. Visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com. 